0: Welcome back, ladies and gents. This is the Immerse Nine Golf Podcast. I am Mike Murney alongside Jay Woodson. No McLean Boyd tonight. He is just up to his eyeballs and selling shit. I mean, he is on fire. Yeah. Apparently. The fall just, the fall runs can be tough on those boys.
1: Yeah. He yeah. is just rolling right now. So I wanted uh, to come up with something really clever to make fun of him, but I just it's not me. I'm just not that witty. I was hoping that you could maybe say something, because every time I miss the podcast, you guys seem to find a way to talk shit about me. Um, no, it was not sound like
0: us. It doesn't sound anything like us. <laughs> <laughs> never. <laughs> never do we like would, that. We would never do anything like that. <laughs> um, what, are you, what are you drinking tonight, Jay?
1: Compliments of Mr. Matt Liebler at Princess Anne. Uh, country club is it country club or golf club? I think it's country club.
0: Country gotcha club, Princess Anne.
1: Yeah, club. yeah. Uh, seventeen ninety two single barrel or a barrel pick. Um, I guess maybe their their food and beverage staff picked it. Um, but it is pretty good. It's I actually am, really good. I'm, I'm a seventeen ninety two fan.
0: I'm drinking the same thing. Yeah, um, nice. Can I ask you another question? What were you drinking when you forced yourself upon Ernie Els? On <laughs> Sunday night. Actually, I think I was just drinking beer. <laughs> so, oh, so, so for yeah, the listeners. You can um, lay, lay out the, the weekend for everybody. <laughs> Jay, Jay and I drove down Sunday afternoon, late Sunday afternoon to Virginia Beach to join Mr. Liebler and his team and everyone at Princess Anne Country Club for uh, their pro-am event to help raise money for the Ernie Els for autism. Foundation, plus some other uh, charities in there as well. But the the, the L's Foundation is <clears throat> the number one beneficiary, and had a great party. There's a, a player auction. I'm not going to talk about what I went for, but they auctioned. You, up, auctioned you, off you were auction off.
1: You were above a couple. You were above the the Virginia State Open champion this year, counter, young young player Connor Burgess. Uh, that, that
0: is true. Well, we were the same amount, which was just. Just, I feel bad for the two teams. In all honesty, for my team, it's paying the same amount for me as they did Connor, but I bet they had a good time. Yeah, we had a great time. Um, had a great time. The the team from Breakthrough Beverage and Ray, Mike, um, Daniel, Eric. It was a uh, it was a fun time. I didn't play well. Did barely help them at all because uh, I played like shit. So uh, we did have a fun time. They they seemed to enjoy my company. I guess so that's good. It's good. You know, that's all. That's, that's the goal of the am. So, um, I don't think they'll be buying me again next year. <laughs> they will probably look elsewhere for another pro, you know, test the waters a little bit there. <laughs> Someone that can help them on more than, you know, two shots all day. So, uh, but so after the party, we get checked into our hotel. We walk over to meet Matt and some folks, um, over at the Cavalier. Not knowing that we're gonna go sit down at a table with Ernie Yells and Tom Gillis from Champions Tour, Paulson uh, from Sirius XM, our buddy Paul Chewy Howell, former top ten mm. in the world long drive, um Dutch Steve Van Horn, former SEAL team member, just kind of a quite of a impressive eclectic table it was a pretty cool group i mean it was
1: what 10 10 or less people just sitting around just yeah cheating shit having a beer and hanging out ernie had just flown in from uh raleigh just playing in the shaving store event um the sass and i think when he finished third yeah, yeah. i mean Top flew in plane. obviously his event he's he's hanging out and it was his wife was there with him so we were just having yeah. a good time and cutting up
0: yeah it was you know we were not in the right spot, but you know that's okay. We think <laughs> there it were good. two people that didn't fit, <laughs> yeah. But we were two still of there. these <laughs> things are not like the others, so um, anyway. So Ernie and his wife get ready, get ready to stand up. It was like, okay, they're tired, they're getting ready to go to bed, and everyone's just kind of shaking hands saying, you know, have a good night, you know, see you tomorrow, yada, yada yada yada. And Jay, you like force yourself upon Ernie L's. You to, you forced him to give you a hug.
1: Yes, <laughs> it's it's not as bad as it sounds. So he would say good night to to Dutch Steve Van Horn, who's like one of his best buddies. So it's like the handshake
0: and the half hug. Yeah, the, the, the bro side. bro handshake the hug Liedler thing, we all know.
1: The half hug, and I'm like next in line, and I'm just I don't I just follow suit. I'm like, hey, good sleep tight, Ernie, I give him a big hug. Let <laughs> the bed bugs bite. Backs away and looks at me like, all right, mate. Yeah. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> like okay. I,
0: I didn't mean didn't even know what to say. And <laughs> his in his defense, Jay, that was a non-consensual hug. <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> just just kind of reading the room and I was just going with the flow. <laughs> I felt uh, like if I
1: didn't hug him, it
0: would have been weird. So well, I didn't hug him. I felt fine. <laughs> I just went with a nice firm handshake. Um, his mitt went up to my elbow and um, yeah that was it I had just had to give you shit on that I was I was like I gotta yeah. give Jay, Jay shit on this one but
1: I mean that's what happened I did so. feel weird about it after
0: the next morning I'm like I'm pretty sure that I hugged him and it was weird <laughs> so but Monday uh, just again shout out to Matt and, and his team at, at Princess Sand. just uh, just a class act uh, just an awesome event his whole whole team there the food and beverage squad um everyone just put on quite a show uh ryan and his assistants and and keith and those guys they, they did an awesome job and raised a ton of money i think it was three hundred twenty thousand dollars. yeah records this year was a record and so it was just just fun uh a couple other champions tour guys there um and so yeah just gotta it, give a shout out to all of them it's just a cool event to be a part of we're fortunate to get the invite every year and um, it really is.
1: Uh, and, and any, any of the, our local listeners, you know, and even Virginia beach, you know, DC Richmond area, it's worth going down, down to it. I mean, if you can get a group of four AMS to to go down there and you're, and you're willing to donate to a good cause um, it's fun. I mean, the, the whole, they do it upright the night before with the auction. And then the whole day uh, is a, is a big, is a fun event. They've got, you know, the Peter Millar stand set up, you got a nice care package there, but great players, Stuart Appleby, Ernie Ells, Tom Gillis. I mean, you, I mean, there was you know, a handful Brent, of Rick other Quigley, players. Plank, that, yeah, I mean, and some of the amateurs that were playing, excuse me, Evan Beck, uh, obviously the U.S. Mid-Am runner-up, that's his home course. He's playing with his dad. I mean, he just shot 58 there, you know, a couple weeks ago. You know, so it's, you know, you're, you're seeing some really good players and some good golf and um, and some young and guys, and some young, young pros too. Yeah, young pros. Like I said, Connor Burgess is the Virginia State Open champion, and he's uh, in the middle of key school right now and, and a couple other young guys. So uh, Tom Crow, friend of ours uh, with the, uh, his sticks podcast, um, another young pro that's playing. So it's fun. You meet, you, you know, kind of rub shoulders with some of these guys that are, you know, some of the young up and coming guys and obviously the. The Champions tour players, with Ernie being the the spotlight there. Stuart Appleby, uh, it's cool to kind of see him, you know, running around. I haven't seen him uh, in a, in a long time, but what a beautiful golf swing that guy's got! Yeah, yeah, super super efficient, just like simple as it can get. It's uh, but it's was, a, it's a great tournament. I we I really look forward to. It. It's fun. It's a good. Yeah, day like and it's, a half of a food, good time.
0: Food all day, drinks all day, all kind of stations up on the golf course. Yeah. Um, Man, the food at at night was delicious. Mo, big Mo on the on the pit, doing it. Pit, pit boss, um, doing it. It was uh, it was good stuff. So, um, let's let's raise a glass to Princess Anne and Matt Leibler. Cheers, cheers. Thanks, Maddie. Love you, buddy. So let's get into um, a little professional golf PGA Tour action. Um, you and I did not see much of the final round since we were driving. We were playing, yeah, that final round. Uh, so, but Mr. Tom Kim gets the victory back to back at the Shriners. Uh, he's finally 21, so we could actually celebrate legally <laughs> in Vegas. I, I still can't believe that. I, didn't, I just can't believe he's only 21 years old. He's the what the second youngest to win three times on the PGA Tour next to Tiger. The first was the Wyndham. Wyndham, yep. He won Wyndham, Wyndham, Wyndham last and then year. and then, back then then this again. Then he's gone back-to-back back now. and He he started off the year, 2023, not so great. You know, he won Wyndham, and then Shriners was only a month and a half, two months, he wins again, and you're like, oh, man. And then he kind of struggled. I don't know if that was just an adjustment of yeah, life on the PGA Tour full-time, if that was... You know, he moved to Dallas and setting up camp there, that whole thing. So I think there might have been a little bit of adjustment period. But then he started to get his game together kind of mid late summer and has started to put together some nice, decent quality finishes. And then yeah, gets it gets it done again out there. Um at TPC Sumlin, which is a good a good fit, I think, for his game. Yeah, yeah, he's
1: not a super long, long player.
0: Um, no, he's not super long. It's it, fairly generous, fairways. He's a hell of an iron player. I think I saw a stat like, since he's joined the tour, he's like the fifth best iron player, sixth best iron player uh, from a stroke skein. Really? Um, yeah. Since And that was, they just used it as when he joined the tour. I don't know if that was the Wyndham or what. Um, I'll try to find that stat. But yeah, he's like the sixth best iron player in that time span.
1: Uh, yeah, that's. An, I didn't realize that. That's. An, I've always. We've seen him obviously when he won that event at the at Wyndham uh, a year and a half ago. It was his putter. Like we, he just yeah. saw him making him putt after putt after putt after putt. After putt. Um, but yeah, he is. He, I knew he was a good iron player. He just not not very long off the tee, and I think that's, you know, kind of that. That's the one thing that can probably hold him back from being kind of a top tier player, is that he just it's hard for him to to compete. Um, from a stroke scan off the tee, but a stroke chain, uh, you know, approach. Yeah. You're right. He's, he's definitely up there. He's, uh, he's yeah, at this hop. I mean, this season right season now, I mean, tenth. It, yeah, he's 10th. I guess that's, is, is that just for that event or is that through, no, that's
0: just through, I guess this current season. So that would have been starting last fall. So that would not have counted any events like the wouldn't win- have counted Wyndham. Cause that was a previous. Season. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, but but yeah, I mean, he's and again, driving distance, he's you know below average, but he still hits at two ninety seven. <laughs> Isn't that funny for you know for for people to really look at these stats. You know, it's kind of neat to see this. You know, a guy like that, and you're like, oh, he's so short. And I'm like, yeah, he's at two ninety seven, guys. It's not that bad. Yeah. He's <laughs> that
0: just goes to show how good the other. I mean, the other players are. Tour uh, tour average is three hundred point two. That's crazy. It's crazy. And a little bit of
1: that has to do with, you know, again, only only pulling numbers from three tournaments. So that makes a difference too. And then where they've played and things like that. That's that obviously factors into. No, it.
0: this is the whole this they're still counting. This is the 2022, 20, 2023 season. Oh, are they? Yeah, oh, okay.
1: Well then yeah, then that makes sense. But yeah, then that that's good. I thought they I thought it was just for the um the twenty. I guess the, I guess it's not a wraparound season anymore. Not anymore. It's this is the, the one of, year yeah. that's like
0: a little kind of an awkward. Like basically the the this fall, like Shriners and like Zozo are technically in the same season twice.
1: This is yeah. This is the first
0: time that it's it's because it of the way this new yeah. this new calendar schedule is is going. I think
1: that I think this is good. I, I kind
0: of like I like this. I do opinion. like it's starting like, starting the year in January. Everyone starts at zero. The yeah. you know, Kapalua event. That's that's where it starts. And
1: this is like a, a basically a qualifier for certain players to kind of earn a bet I guess I should say better status for better or some status for 2024.
0: Yes. Yeah. And that's what it should be. It should be for those guys to, to earn improve, you know, their status, however you want to look at it. And the big guys don't, they don't, they don't want to play. They don't have to play. They can take some time yeah. off and refresh and not start in January, you know, already 120th on the FedEx cup list, you know, and have to work their way up or whatever. So I I think I like it. Um, especially now it's part of Q school. They're going to give five spots again, to the PJ tour. And so it just, I don't know. I like that better. It's just cleaner. Yeah, I think. That's huge. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to enter next year. There you go. <laughs> i I like, yeah, got to find
1: a putter. No, I was like, it's just my, I, I spent only, I think when I started in 2004, and the, you could earn your PGA Tour card. It was back when it was like 25, was it 20 or 25 spots to get, that got the PGA Tour yeah, card? Like and then that, another, yeah. then another 40, whatever spots got, you know, web.com. Well, buy.com, web.com, nationwide, Nike tour, whatever you want to call it. Nike tour, whatever you, corn fairy now, or, you know, whatever it was. But, um, yeah, that, and that only lasted for, I think it was 20, 2010 or 2012 is when it switched. I think it was 2010. Yeah. I can't Um, remember. You would know better than me on that one. Um, but that was a bummer. I mean, that was a big, that was a big letdown. I was like, I, I get why they did it. Um, but I think that they jumped the gun in terms of the the overall, you know, it, it just it takes away from that. Like, oh, man, this guy came out of nowhere. Here he is on the PGA Tour. Like, I mean, if we didn't do that, we wouldn't have seen Dustin. I think Dustin was one of the last classes to to go all the way through. And again, no, no one even strange. heard of didn't. even. I mean, I shouldn't say we didn't hear of this guy, but I mean, he was a good uh he Allegiant. was a good collegiate player. I mean, he had played on like a Palmer Cup or something like that. So he was a he was a you know, he was a good player, but like really it didn't win a US amateur, wasn't in the top, you know, one of the top amateurs in terms of rankings. And he, you know, went all the way through and then obviously won every year that he was on the PJ tour, which is incredible. But those stories are fun. I mean, it's fun for the viewer to be like, you know, who where is this guy? Who where did he come from? You know, I mean, it's cool. Tell me about him. You know, that's I think that for me obviously being us being involved in it, it's like, you want to hear those stories. I think, I think it's cool. So I'm glad yeah, maybe, they brought that brother brought back.
0: Yeah. Maybe 2025 was too many spots. You know, I think what they wanted to do is yeah. they wanted to make people earn it, go play a full season, become a tour professional yeah. on the corn Ferry tour. I think they're trying to, you know, have a little bit more longer lasting. Hey, but to still have at least now five spots, I think it's to have that Cinderella story or whatever. Um, I don't know i like that a lot so
1: yeah i agree i think it's i think it's a good blend i think they're, they're really figuring out the the setup there um i know there's some other elements of that and some partnerships that we still don't know that much about but i think this this part of it um is is better although it's getting it's still getting hard and i and the fact that they're giving that um that university what what's the i don't the know the PGA name. Tour U PGA Tour U so you've got if you're if you're a top player in college like if you're a top 5 player in terms of rankings like you deserve to get something like and i, I think that they did they've done a good job of, of trying to trying to hone that in I, i'm sure there's some tweaks that need to be done to that to make it even better but i think rewarding if uh it, it, again that's the that's the breeding ground for the next, the, the next best guy, the next best player that's coming up and they're going to come out of college and, um, giving them, uh, an avenue to get on the PGA tour or to get some starts, at least I think is it's fair. I think it's, that's what people want to see. Kind of like what we were speaking of with making it, you know, being able to enter Q school and making all the way through to the PGA tour. People kind of like to see that Cinderella story, and so do the players. I think it yeah. it also helps the popularity of of Q School and and yeah, hey, you know what? I'll give it a shot. I mean, if I if I play well, if, if lightning strikes in a bottle, I mean, uh, yeah, I get all the way through. I mean,
0: well, and we we kind of talked about the whole PJ Tour you thing with with Ludwig Aberg. Well, that's how i'm going to say his name i've heard it pronounced four different ways i'm just going to go with the american ludwig abert now on. so i apologize to you sir if you're listening and i'm saying your name yeah. right but you know he gets his tour card finishing number one and then we talked about um a couple guys uh jacob bridgman from clemson and adrian dumont de Chassard, whatever his name is you know they got their corn fairy cards in four months played well enough there to get their PJ Tour cards and then now it came out today actually Gordon Sargent is going to get his tour card from a newer thing called PJ Tour University accelerated program that is I for that. that's for underclassmen so PJ Tour only qualifies you have to be a senior graduating in order to get that spot to go on but they realized hey there might be a young stud that's talented here And how do we we get that guy? And so they created a point system that you get various points for playing in certain things or achieving certain things. Um, There's a whole list here of at least how Gordon Sargent did it. But he just teed off in um, the Men's World Amateur Team Championship in Abu Dhabi, and that was his 20th and final point needed. So if you earn these 20 points in a various number of ways and you're not a senior you can graduate via the accelerated program. Wow. So he's is he leaving or is it can he no play so at- I think it so it's actually for the next the after next year. So gotcha um he can turn pro and after the twenty twenty four NCAA championship, he can turn pro, get into the remainder of the fields starting next summer after the NCAA championship and then he would automatically have a 2025 tour card damn so that's
1: so that's it that's so like, almost like a year and a half earned, yeah he
0: earned his points yeah he's already earned his points and he's already through for
1: next i year. mean good i mean the guys played in they played in the masters played in the u.s open did he play in yeah. the british
0: uh i don't think played in the british but i mean obviously the guy no I mean, it doesn't look like it. it he absolutely hammers it so I'm assuming that would mean that he would then be taken off of, or he's only a junior. So that's why. Um, so he wouldn't even be on the PGA tour you list. So that's what he's getting through. So he's not taking a spot from the the number one on the PGA tour. You will also still get a spot.
1: I mean, it, I know that I'm, I'm all about getting your degree, but at the same time, like you, you can't pass that up. You can always come back and do your last, you know, 30 credits to get your degree whenever that you want or do it on the side. But you, and you, when you're playing that well and you've got that opportunity, I mean, that's, yeah, that's life-changing.
0: So you got to do what you got to do. Good for him. I want to go back to Tom Kim real fast. Uh, young kid, younger than Ludwig Abram. Ludwig Abram is getting ready to turn 24, right? And Tom Kim is just 21. So what do you think his ceiling is?
1: You know, he reminds me of like a like a Justin Leonard kind of player, you know. Great iron player, uh, you know, great short game, great wedge player, great putter. Uh, doesn't hit it very far. Um can, can he win can he win a major? I mean, sure, if he's tough enough and he's a great putter and he's a great iron player and and uh and the course is set up for him, I don't think he'll ever be in that upper echelon class of of players, you know those guys that I'd say you know there's you know we've had debates on who the who is in this this elite list. and I think I think the top five players in the world are it's pretty obvious who are, who can be dominant uh, between Sheffler, rom, McElroy, Dustin Johnson, I mean I don't think you, can throw Do you think get in the, the,
0: you think get to the top ten in the rankings? I think he could,
1: uh, yeah, I think he could get in the top 10 in the rankings. Yeah. I mean, because I think there's a big difference between being ranked in the top 10 in the world and being a dominant player. Like,
0: sure. Yeah. If he gets, he he wins, he wins three times in a season and wins a major, then he's going to be a top 10 in the world rankings. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He can, I think he can certainly do that. Like, I mean, I think he's
1: talented enough, especially at 21. He's already won three times. I mean, obviously, he's, he's a talented guy. Um, but like, if you were to, if you were to put him on a major golf course a major a major test uh you know obviously the 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 masters any us open and pga championship the the open championship would be something that maybe he could he could have his best shot at cuz it sounds well, like he's got some really good you know face and ball control he's a good putter like he could find a way to to get his way i mean most of the short hitters win. If you're going to have a chance to win a major and you're not allowing... It's going to be
0: there, yeah. He's going to be... It's going to be course fit or he's going to have to get a U.S. Open venue that's short, whether it's like, a, you know, the Country Club or a Marion or yeah, something, exactly. along like those, a something along those lines. He could probably win a U.S. Open if it's short enough. Which they... they,
1: We you know we've had those conversations too. I mean, it looks like they're trying to, you know, they want to get those back on the schedule. Now, granted, I, don't know, I think they've already got the next... You know, yeah, they actually just
0: announced last week or two weeks ago that they are going to go back to the Country Club in, in Brookline. Yeah, it's which, gonna, yeah. not going to be till like twenty thirty something. I don't even remember the year. It's, yeah. it's a while from now. But I mean, he did finish T second at the Open this year. Yeah, there and he, he finished T six at the Scottish Open. So that kind of style golf course matches up matches up um, to his game, especially if he's it, you know, flushing those irons you know, into the wind and that kind of stuff and can control it. Then you would be in contention to get some run with the driver and just avoid the pop bunkers over there.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's just, I mean, that's the great part of the, you know, this game is that there's so many different players that can compete because there's so many elements that make you, you good at the sport, you know, bigger, faster, stronger. It seems like for most sports, that's the, that's the ticket. Um, But not always, you know, not always if, if there if there's it's there's de- it's definitely a skill driven sport so if you have the skill um and you've honed that skill and crafted that skill um you can make up for a lot of other shortcomings um i i still think you know in the end, end of the day yeah, the guys who can hit it long and straight they just it's like a cheat code it really is unfortunately um and it's like the guys who just blast it and they find a way that they can keep it in play it's like man you're 20 30 40 yards ahead of the next guy it's just tough if you've got an eight iron in your hand and the other guy's got a five iron like it's like man i don't care how yeah. good of a five iron player you are you, you, you you're you not going to hit it better than the, the average you know the guy that hits his eight iron you know average distance from the hole and it's it's just the way that the game is the way that it is now. Yeah, it, it, it didn't used to be that way, but it's changed in the last 20, 25 years. But um,
0: yeah. Yep. yep. So, um it's, it's hard not to like the kid too. I mean, he just seems he's funny. He's funny. He's a little awkward. He's just, yeah, he's goofy. It's just, he just like seems it. so happy, go happy, go lucky. Like they asked him how he was going to celebrate and he was gonna go back and finish a bar of chocolate. Yeah. What? Yeah, <laughs> he he bought some big bar of chocolate in Europe, and he had some of it, and he was just excited to finish it. Was what he wanted. That's weird. Twenty one oh, year weird. old in Vegas, and he wants to go back to his place and finish a bar of chocolate.
1: <laughs> I think I think our like, would what? be a little
0: different. <laughs> I was like, man, because someone like someone get this guy a some bottle service and a stripper or something? I don't know. Like, you know, come on, dude, you gotta listen up a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's time. You've earned it. You need to yeah, have some okay. life experiences.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh shit! So, um,
1: but I I do like the I do like him. He's funny. Like I said, yeah. Th- these that this is a perfect example of of what we were talking about earlier about how do we want to you know increase the uh, the storylines for you know guys that you've never heard of that get out there and like who the hell is this Tom Kim, Kim guy? And then you start talking about him, you start interviewing him. And you're like oh man this guy's great he's hilarious you know he's a funny funny kid i mean you kind of start pulling for him just because he's he's funny
0: yeah i think we get less and we're getting less and less of those kind of people nowadays in golf there's just yeah less characters there's less um personalities so it's become very uh robotic i would say in a sense Yeah, and it, it's you could you actually know, I, I would I, say you could almost say that in all sports it's it's like everyone's getting this media coaching. Don't say a thing. Don't say a thing. Be bland. Be bland. You know, like just focus on yourself and your game. Like nobody's that really that interesting anymore <laughs> in a lot of sports. Well, listen to these people, these players talk after a game at a press conference, and so it's just like, okay, oh, I've heard that before. Yeah, heard that response. I mean, i love. I mean, I love when
1: guys just come in and like, man, I suck today. It was awful. I <laughs> suck. Like just be real and like, yeah. Just tell us how you're really feeling, but you know, again, some people don't like to hear that. So, and in this in this day and age, you know, with the 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 threat of uh, you know cancel culture, you know, that we have, it's like you say the wrong thing and you open up too much. It's like you're done. You know, you're out.
0: Yeah, it sucks. But speaking of personalities and opening up too much, let's transition to our next topic. So there's some news. Uh, in the golf, great transition, area. Mike. Great, that's very professional, right there.
1: <laughs> There's did you cue the music in the background so we could just <laughs> transition to the next
0: topic? With that being said, uh, in honor of McLean, <laughs> some news in the golf TV entertainment world has come out. So Netflix has announced they are getting into the live sport realm, they're kind of the last of the streamers to streaming services to really do this. You know, Amazon does um, football. Hulu even has some stuff. And so they are starting a tournament. Of course, it's at Wynn in Las Vegas and included are Ricky Fowler, Max Homa, Colin Murakawa and Justin Thomas. And they're playing. I don't even know if they're playing with or against four F1 drivers, uh, Alex Albon, Pierre Gasly, uh, Lando Norris, and Carlos Sainz. Again, it's a made-for-TV. You know, they're just they're just using their two big. You know, the drive to survive, which they've killed with at Netflix, and now the full swing series in golf. And it's going to be on uh, November 14th at 6 p.m. Eastern. Okay, I don't know what to think of it. I think it's going to be boring. I don't, I don't know these these events have been
1: historically pretty bad, um, in my opinion. I haven't I haven't seen a good one since like the, what the very first one, the first couple that they did, like we did the the battle at the bridges with Duval and Mickelson and Tiger and like. Uh, Obviously it was cool because we'd never seen Tiger talk to anyone like during a round. So it was like, Oh God, let me see. Is he going to talk? Like, okay, this is cool. But after that wore off, like, and then he started getting, you know, athletes that weren't very good and like, you know, watching Aaron rodgers you know, hit balls all over the place, Tom Brady shanking balls. And it's like, I don't know. I I just, I I I don't, I don't watch them. I haven't seen a whole lot of them. And, and now the, the F one drivers, I don't know any of those guys. Like, I, there was a draw for me to watch Tom Brady just to see, you know, what he's going to do, or sure. Aaron Rodgers, or any of those guys. But the F one drivers, I mean, Grant, I'm not into that. So maybe this
0: is an international ploy here for. And they, um, they um, killed but, it. I will say, even in the yeah. in the states, um, there was an this article here. It says there was a, a survey done in March of 2022. Fifty three percent of american f1 fans credited the netflix series to getting them interested in the sport
1: yeah there
0: you go so more than half of the americans that watch f1 it was because of these guys in the show drive for survive
1: well maybe i need to watch the show drive for survive and then and then maybe i'll enjoy this this so, exhibition match
0: but I'm 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 with you, and I've I've said it before because we've you know since we've been starting this podcast a, a few years ago that we've had a couple of these matches, right? You know, I started with the Tiger and Phil match for a bunch of money that we all thought was their money, and it really wasn't their money. And uh, anyways, it and they've had all kinds of iterations, like you say, with different athletes. And I come back to the same point over and over. They're not entertainers. Yeah, these people are entertaining. Steph Curry's entertaining playing basketball. Yeah. Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas are entertaining because when they play high-level golf and hit unbelievable shots, they're not entertaining because they know how to carry a show or make funny jokes. or. Not not say yeah. that they don't. There are a, a couple of funny moments occasionally in these things, but yeah. to carry a whole telecast, especially when it's just four guys on a golf course, this will be eight. And you're not bouncing back and forth to hey, so and so's on hole six, so and so's on hole 17 or whatever. Like that's how you can carry a golf broadcast when you just got four guys and there's a lot of time to kill, oh, a lot of lot of downtime, a lot of dead air, and just, you know, yeah, it's and then you got really this, awkward. Yeah, and then I don't know who they're gonna have on the broadcast team and who's gonna be calling it. You know they better not get Charles Barkley, but I uh, just, uh, his, his sticks is his, I've heard it for enough years now. And I like yeah. Charles. He can be very entertaining at times, but a little worn out. It's just a little worn out. And I don't, I don't know. Like,
1: I don't, I don't another think another money grab for
0: guys. Them. Yeah. So, and that's the they same thing. They need
1: to get a, a, a comedian. Like, like, can you get Dave Chappelle to play with Tiger? Or, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if if that were the case, like that, that could be funny. Yeah.
0: Somebody actually knows
1: how to be entertaining and like exactly how to fill the dead air, like how to, you know, make people carry a show, keep people engaged for an entire time. Yeah.
0: You know, then you go to, um, you know, this TGL thing that this new Rory and Tiger Endeavor, this simulator golf league that they're starting. Yeah, in January, they've come out with the full roster of players. Um, and they're starting to sell different cities involved. These cities are buying franchises. I don't know what the hell that means. It's not like these guys are going to play in a city. There's, they're going to be playing in West Palm Beach. The studio that they're building is in like Palm Beach. And so like, um, Atlanta has a team, Arthur Blank. The Atlanta Falcons has bought one of these teams. Um, Boston has a team who is uh, owned by uh, the Fenway Sports Group, which owns um, the obviously the, the Boston Red Sox. You know, John yeah. Henry he owns Pittsburgh Penguins and Liverpool and Fenway Roush Racing. They bought a team. Uh, there's an LA team that's owned by I think like Serena Williams and people. Yeah, but like who's on the team? Like, I, yeah, that's what I don't. I don't get. I mean, they're getting like, some is it big like, names. Is it Keegan like Bradley going to play for the the New England team? Like, uh, probably. I, mean. I guess. I don't know. But so you have Woods, McElroy, Rom, Morikawa, JT Fitzpatrick, Keegan, Shane Lowry, Justin Rose, Adam Scott, Xander, Max Homa, Cam Young, Cyril Hatton, Fleetwood, Fowler, Tom Kim, Sahith Thegala, Billy Horschel, and then they've added Patrick Cantlay, Wyndham Clark. Uh, Lucas Glover, I think Kevin Kisner, Minwoo Lee uh, were just added. So I think, and then with Tiger and and Rory, I think that's roughly 24 I just named. They don't have Speed, they don't have Scotty Scheffler, um, they don't have Hovland, a couple of the big names that they don't have. The first event is going to be the Tuesday after the college football uh, championship game. So, January. So, it's like January that? 9th, maybe. Yeah, yeah, January 9th. They have it's going to be aired on ESPN. ESPN bought the rights to it. Well, I mean, so it's going to be on TV. So. so, again, I don't know. It's like guys hitting balls into a screen in a simulator. Like, how is that fun to watch?
1: Like, <laughs> yeah, I agree. That's weird. I, I'm not going to lie. That's weird. Like, the whole thing is really odd. I kind of like the night, like the uh, Tiger has this, the, he built these little par three courses, um, a couple of them, or at least one of them. Now that would be kind of cool, like super teeny, tough par three, like almost like a putt, putt kind of chip and putt golf yeah. course to see these guys play something like that. That's different. Like, you know, like, okay. We watched the guys play, you know, Friday, uh, Thursday through Sunday, but you know, and then watch them hitting to a hitting to a screen is like you're right. It's like, uh, okay. Well, that's why do we want to watch that? Yeah, I don't want to watch anyone do that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even really like doing that.
0: <laughs> I, I just, uh, I don't know. I just think all this shit is just more money grabs, more money grabs, more money grabs. I think yeah. that's like all it is for all these guys, and it's like, do I really have to tune in and watch this shit? Like. I have a hard enough time tuning into the Shriners, and you want me to watch fucking simulator golf now on TV? Yeah. What am I yeah. watching? Guys playing Madden? Like, what am I doing here? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, that's a great point. I mean,
1: I just initially I was like, okay, tigers involved. I'm sure it's going to be cool. But then when <laughs> you when you get to the nuts and bolts of the whole setup, you're like, what? I'm watching a guy hit a ball into a screen. Like, is that really what I want to do? Yeah. Like, eh. I don't think so. Like I'm going to watch a screen and watch a guy hit a ball into a screen.
0: <laughs> like, and I'm going to tune in because I'm a whore for this shit. And yeah, you want to see what it's all. I want to see, and I probably won't watch much of it, but I'll probably tune in definitely for the first full broadcast and see what it's like. And then we'll kind of see where it goes from there. Um, I'm just very pessimistic about this whole thing. And I just think players are getting overly greedy and they think they're just trying to s- like yeah. force feed all this shit down our throat, like that we should be interested in. And it's like, can we just make the PGA tour product better guys? Can we just work about yeah. that? Real, real
1: golf, the real I mean, the only thing I think that they would, they would come, um, they would attack it from a more of a personal standpoint. Like well, while other guys are swinging interviews, like while they're playing, maybe there's some shit talking. Um, I don't know. That would be kind of to cut if they were drinking while they were playing, and everyone got kind of loose, like, and you had Rory yeah, and the agents, agents will let them do that, though. Talking to uh Joey LaCava, <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. I would tune in for that. Uh, Let's see a little, the, little bar fight
0: at the yeah. uh, at the uh, simulator. All the agents and the publicists and all these teams these guys have now, you're like, no, you're not going to do that.
1: No, not yeah. going to do that.
0: So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean again like i I was trying to pull this up earlier i forget where i thought i had it oh wait it's on my other screen here um you know so like going to live all right so this whole um live is having their they had their individual essentially finale last week in saudi arabia i'm not sure if you caught that at all jay (laughs) Uh, it was on (laughs) um uh, but I didn't like. I didn't know anybody playing in the event. I mean, and then this week is their team championship, and so. But I heard this number. So Taylor Gooch is going to get an eighteen million dollar bonus for winning the season long individual thing. He's already made seventeen million dollars in on course earnings this year, plus the eighteen. I think his two year total with Live. For on course is $47 million. That does not include whatever kind of salary he was getting from a contract. So just for simplicity terms, I'm going to say the last two years he made $13 million in his salary. And it probably is more than that, just to, to give us a nice round number of 60 for two years. And then we're going to do an average annual value, and that's 30 million a year. As I pull up, I have the list here of NFL players by average annual value of their contract. He would be tied with Tyreek Hill as the 19th highest paid NFL player. Crazy, Taylor, Taylor Gooch, you're not fucking worth that much money. I mean, good for him. Um, <laughs> like I, I was could. like, when you put it in those terms, you're like, he would be a top 20 NFL player, the biggest like sport in the world that makes the in most the money. Okay, maybe soccer, but there's so many different leagues in soccer. Soccer is the most yeah. popular sport in the world, but the, the, the money is all broken up into different leagues. Maybe FIFA. Yeah. yeah, I don't know that world quite as much, but just from American standpoint, yeah, NFL that, that's- is the king. Yeah, 100%. That's, that's crazy to and even If Taylor Gooch that. walked into my group, men's grill room tomorrow, not many people would know who he was. You,
1: you would because he'd tell you. <laughs> Probably. I'll, I'll never forget playing. We were playing an e-golf event. And again, I don't know Taylor really at all. So this is just my experience being, being around him. But uh, I just remember like it just being like it just – Overly aggressive of like like sitting down with a score and like sit down and they're like, Hey, all right, what's uh what's your name? He's like Gooch Taylor. And I'm like, is that your name? Is it Gooch Taylor or is it Taylor Gooch? Like, and the way you said it was really aggressive. I mean, you got a yeah. volunteer here doing scoring here. Like, I know you didn't play well, but like, do you really need to go at it that way? <laughs> <laughs> but you James Bond? I mean. Apparently he's a pretty confident guy. I mean, obviously
0: he's he's a good golfer, but yeah. I I just I don't know, and that's like it that kind of gets us to this whole just the kind of irrational actor that the, the Saudis and the PIF and Live are. It's just like the ecosystem of golf. I'm not thrilled about where this could possibly be going. There's rumors now floating around that this whole um, framework agreement may not happen or they're gonna delay it. I think I forget who it was. Bob Harry with Sports Illustrated said there sounds like they might push the deadline back. It was initially December thirty first and things are, appear to not be going that well and they might be pushing that deadline back. We haven't heard a yeah. single word really about it. It's kind of shocking.
1: That's not a good sign.
0: Which means they haven't agreed to anything because if they had agreed Nothing. to a point here or there on some things then that would have leaked and you would have heard about it. Uh-huh. I and agree. now 100%. there's all that's these- that's
1: I agree that it doesn't, it's not happening by the end of the year.
0: No, I mean, it's what six, you know, 11, eight, uh, yeah, eight, nine weeks, probably, roughly, you know, yeah. we got to the end of the year. And so I, I, don't, I don't know, and now there's reports that there's a bunch of um, private US private equity money trying to get involved. And mm-hmm. the PJ Tours looking at some other sources of money um to maybe add with the Saudis so the Saudis have less pull that dilutes their share, or if it does fall through with the Saudis, that they still have some big money backing um, to keep keep things alive. To keep things going. I, I heard uh was it Alan Shootmuck? I heard he said that the tour needs what they've assessed is they need two billion dollars. Wow. If they're going to sustain this new model that they are under, two it's billion. Two billion. Gosh. And so it's like, funny. okay, where does that come from? But what's the best for, you know, there's, it'd be nice to not have to rely on the Saudis, but then do the Saudis then get really pissed? And obviously that means Liz stays around and they offer John Rahm $500 million to leave and, do they then go and try to push even harder to get some of these guys to leave to yeah. go to live if they break off this deal so do you still need them involved a little bit so they don't do that but then are they going to really going to want a diluted share of this new company yeah. that's being created and the whole thing is just I'm kind of over it and sick of it and just like just so yeah. negative about the whole fucking thing and it's just like everyone's too fucking greedy and maybe that's just me being Naive and wanting the purity of what I thought golf was compared to some of these other sports. And it was, inevitable I think it was, that we kind of got to this, but.
1: I think it was always going on behind the scenes. I mean, guys fighting for money and the tour fighting for, you know, themselves and their money. I just think that it was not, a, not, not quite as vocal, uh, less social media. So I think a lot of things got, were held under, under wraps for a long time. Obviously not to the degree that we have it now, but I think it's uh, these rumblings were have been going on for a long time. I just think it it wasn't quite uh, people weren't quite as vocal with it, but you wonder if you know with two billion dollars needed to kind of keep or sustain this PGA Tour model, wonder if if there's like a title sponsor for the PGA Tour similar to what they have for like the the Corn Corn Fairy Tour, yeah, Yeah. like if somebody if if there was a big company, you know. I don't know. naming a big company I mean hell we look at like something like Elon Musk if he's just like you know what I'm I'll buy the PJ tour. Yeah. You know, it's going to be the you know the Tesla you know Tesla tour, you know, if something like that along those lines. I mean, look at how you know uh the NBA, I mean, now these teams are all sponsored by they have that title sponsor they put it on their on their jersey, which mm-hmm. is weird. I mean, this the last three or four years we've seen that, I'm like, still think it's so bizarre that they even have that. But
0: um, you and, wonder and if I'm, it gets... You know what? I'm almost okay with that kind of stuff. Like, I'd rather that stuff, I'd rather than rename the PGA Tour if it improves, like, the TV product. Again, I always go back yes. to, is this improving the product for the fans or are we just making executives players more money and the product doesn't get any better does the tv product get any better do you have to do you do maybe if you get so much money and you have a title sponsor of the tour for two billion dollars do you can you maybe sell the tv rights for less money so nbc doesn't feel like they have to make up so much in tv revenue and commercials and we can see more golf and it's a better product like if that's maybe an end product i'm fine with them renaming it the SpaceX tour, because that's what (laughs) Elon Musk wants to name it, right? Like, you know, I'm okay with the advertisements on the NBA jerseys. You know, I mean, hell, that's what the Premier League can figure out a way to be one of the richest leagues in the world and not have commercials. So yeah, why can't the other sports figure it out? Like, they have one half. You see every second of that half, no commercials, goes to half time then you see the second half and it's over and it's done yeah. with and it's a glorious viewing product yeah but Agreed. i don't know they can figure it out why can't we yeah i agree 100 percent. i mean it's it's the it
1: the availability is there to do it i think it's just the model that we've had is
0: broken it's been easy so they just stick with it so yeah i don't know but Liv seems to have like no juice at all this year. No one's talked about it. Phil's running his mouth no. like crazy the last couple days. Uh allegedly. I can't see any of his tweets. But people screen <laughs> people people screen screenshot him and he's saying all this kind of bullshit and dumb, just dumb stuff comes out of his mouth. The more he talks, the more dumb shit comes out. He sounds like <laughs> a conspiracy theorist, one of these whack jobs. It's like, oh, don't you wait. It's coming out. You're gonna like he he does come time.
1: across as a like a like a big sp- a conspiracy theorist. Like it's just,
0: yeah, you don't like, know about this,
1: but guess what's going to happen
0: next? Yeah. Like he had that one tweet this week about something about the OWGR. You know, he was bitching and bitching and moaning, but then at, in one breath, he says, Oh, well, I don't really even care about getting points. Well, then why the fuck did you just spend all this time <laughs> bitching about it? Yeah, and right. then he goes, Well, just wait till you see this is only move six of the chess game. Wait till you see moves 32 to 37. I'm like, <laughs> Wait a minute, move six was not getting world ranking points. How that was and, and you've been doing that, you guys have been doing this for two years, you're only on move six. Like, how many more years do we have to wait to get to move 32 and 37? You yeah. might not be around, Phil. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's like, Phil, just shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. that's <laughs> just you're not doing yourself any favors. Yeah. That's hilarious. So I don't know. Anyways, I'm very bitter, as you can tell, about the world golf right now. I'm just very bitter about it all. It all sucks <laughs> right now. I'm just going to worry about my own <laughs> shitty golf game. I, should, I shouldn't even brought that up. Now I'm even more bitter. <laughs> so I suck at golf, bitter. too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should have hugged Ernie, and you to feel, feel better about yourself. <laughs> 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 next time, if we get invited back, I don't know. You might have a restraining order on you next I time. Maybe it. I may that come back. Yeah, he's going to invite us to the table, and, beers, and he's like, "No, he not, that not that guy. Not
1: that guy." The funny thing is, I'm. This is like the fifth year that I've played in an the event, and the fifth year that we've hung out. And I mean, obviously, he still doesn't remember who I am, but I yes. obviously, who he is. You <laughs> might have made an impression this time, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we'll see when <laughs> when this comes around next year. I'm like, hey, what Wednesday event? Matt. He just goes for the That's he just goes awesome. for the full extended locked elbow fist bump. Then you know it's you're just like, okay, we're just trying to keep a space here. <laughs> Don't enter my personal bubble. <laughs> uh all right. You want to get to our Zozo picks, which is really awkward. Again, we're doing this on a Wednesday night. Sorry for the folks, but we're gonna do our Zozo picks as the tournament, some guys are already making the turn. It's live right now. I'm looking at them right now, and we have a lot of the same picks. We have we have
1: four of the same picks. I saw that earlier. <laughs> um, yeah. Bit. Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and spit mine off now that it doesn't yeah. matter, um, and I'll, I'll say the ones that we have that are the same. Uh, okay. Perfect. <laughs> we've got we both have Shoffley, obviously, yep. no surprise. Keegan Bradley, has played well here in the past, and then uh, Champ. our sleeper, Adams Vincent. I've uh, been playing some pretty good golf.
0: He's a solid 3 uh, over through 7 right now.
1: Yeah, not good right now. Um but it doesn't matter cuz we both picked him. Uh and then we have Joel Damon. He's actually playing playing well. He's 203 200 4 eight. right now. Or I'm sorry through 8. He's tied for fourth. Um uh my uh two picks that are different are Aaron Ray. Uh he's he's been playing some decent golf uh, golf, golf as of late. Um I, I think he played in this event last year and played relatively relatively well um so anyway and then the last one is kind of a sleeper pick for me this guy's um has played some good golf uh kodera uh he's even through nine right now obviously like i said it doesn't really matter but this guy's played some some good
0: golf he satoshi kodira i think is how you say it is that how you say it hmm. Kedira, sure I think so. I don't
1: even know how to say his first name or anything, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I can't pull up his oh, I was up his, his pe- previous tournaments. He's he's played some decent tournaments. Finished thirtieth at the forty net. So, um, and uh, it looks like he is. Is he Japanese? He is Japanese. So he's he's kind of playing in his home his hometown, and he played well last year. I think he finished top twenty. So for that, I mean, it's 6200 bucks, which is pretty good for a guy who's had some decent success. So we'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out.
0: Cool. Yeah. So like you said, we got four of the same. Xander because he's Xander. Keegan, defending champ. Svensson, for the reasons you said. Damon's been playing well. And then I have my two different ones. I have Tom Hoagie, who he, he did just miss the cut, which I was kind of okay with because... Maybe he got over there just a little bit earlier. I don't know what his travel schedule was like. It is, you know, a long, a long trip. He was playing fairly well, a few top 20s going into that. And he's played well at this venue, uh, this championship the last couple of years, top 10 last year, T17 the year before. So I like Hoagie. And then my sleeper was, uh, what was his price? $6,500. I'm not positive how to say his it's, first name. Yeah.
1: Say, say this. <laughs> for, for Ru- now Ru- this
0: one correctly. <laughs> you Ruotaro Nagano. Yep. That was pretty good. Okay. We're going to go with that. Ruotaro Nagano. Um,
1: 20th at the U.S. Open.
0: He finished 20th at the U.S. Open. He's played here only once with an okay finish. And that's all I know about the guy. I didn't have much money left to spend. And he was my sleeper. When I saw he finished 20th at the US Open, I was like, oh, all right. Okay, this so, guy can play you His home his home country. It's a no-cut event. So he's gonna get four rounds. And so yeah, let's see what happens. He just made a par on one. So he got three and a half points there. Look at that. As it updates. Uh, you. So yeah, there we go. Um comes on at eleven o'clock Eastern tonight. If you wanna, if you're up late on the east coast, you can watch some. I don't know, midnight snack golf. I always call it the morning golf coffee golf. So this is uh insomniac golf. <laughs> it. <laughs> but uh it is a cool golf course. Uh every hole has two greens. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm not positive That's the not reason good. if they just alternate them or for changing it up, or is it if it's a conditions thing? But yeah, every hole has two greens.
1: It's a really, you know, well-conditioned golf course. Everybody, all the
0: guys really like yeah. it. So I was watching some footage of some of the guys on the round. The, the, the short game area looks wildly impressive. And I'm like, man, this place looks minty.
1: So, yeah. Damn, that's crazy. Okay. I didn't realize that. I've seen like a couple, you know, green, you know, double greens. But that's every
0: single hole has two greens. Yeah. I don't think they're like going to switch them up for this tournament just for regular play that they use them. So I don't think they're good players. are going to have to hit the one green one day and then next screen the other day I Think they play the same, same rotation, the whole tournament. I don't, I might be wrong there, but yeah, just the design of the golf course has those two greens, which is pretty wild. So, um, there you go. That's the Zozo in Japan. And, um, I think that's it for us, Jay, we're like, we're going to do this in under an hour, which might be a record so, in so fast. We're Cambridge so efficient. History. Yeah, this is the quickest. Maybe we'll have to get rid of McLean. <laughs> two hosts. Only, it's less, <laughs> we less can takes. do
1: 60, 60 or less you know, podcasts.
0: Yeah. 60 less, or less. less. Less takes, less arguing. Less chance of us <laughs> arguing.
1: I'm sure somebody's gonna say that it was it's boring because we, we're not probably
0: already. I mean you guys didn't <laughs> disagree once. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> but again, thank you to our listeners always for tuning in. Um, thanks again to the folks at Princess And and uh, yeah. we'll be back next week. Cheers. Later.